Welcome, everybody, to another week, to another week on the Clown Hour podcast. I'm your host, Scott Burks. That's me. And that's my man, Dwayne Nash. You can catch him on the yard slash HBCU Sports. He raps about all things HBCU Sports, as well as Sleazy Radio on Tuesday night on Facebook Live. And also check out his great work on Heroesports.com. He raps about things FCS and Flex, as pertains to especially HBCUs. And as for me, your boy here, this is the podcast component of the Clown Times Sports blog. That's Clown Spell with K. You ever catch us on the web at www.theclowntimes.net. You also check me out on Facebook as well. So while you're on your smartphone, laptop, desktop, just go to the search window, type in the Clown Times. Again, it's Clown Spell with K. You'll find me there as well. One last thing before we get started, you can get my merch right here from cafepress.com backslash clown, the Clown Times Sports. Again, it's Clown Spell with a K. Now, all one word, no dashes, no dash, no hyphens, and no spaces. So here we go, man. We got some NFLs to wrap about tonight. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with the Steelers posting the Ravens in the first Wednesday night game in my lifetime. Yeah. Uh, and it felt like a Wednesday night game because it was so damn sloppy, especially from the Steelers. You could tell they were, they were rusty as hell. I don't know why they played this damn game in the first place, but they did anyway. We're eleven to zero. We didn't play like we wanted to be eleven to zero. I mean, the, I mean, the, the poor Ravens—they were valiant in, in their effort, man. They were obviously shorthanded. No Lamar Jackson, no big trust, and uh, Ingram, and no also Ingram, no uh, J.K. Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins, no Khalil right. Campbell. Nope. There were a lot of starters that the Ravens were missing today. Yeah, and they could have needed them to. They needed them tonight because they hung in there. Everyone thought it was going to be an ass whooping, but they hung in there because I guess people don't know how big of a rivalry this is, and that's most rivalry games. That that old adage that play it out saying, throw out the records, it's especially true in this rivalry. So you saw it play out earlier tonight. Uh, let's check out the uh, stats right quick. The Ravens, God bless them, they had uh, uh, what is it? Um, they like they had a little over two hundred yards, two hundred nineteen total yards, but only. 90 of them were passing yards. And you know what? Um, I would say half of those came with that one big play yes. to Marquise Brown at the end of the game. Yeah. And if not for that play, now as, as close as that game was, yeah. it was a it was a it was one of those what I like to call a close blowout, right? Right. Because they were dominated. Baltimore yeah, was they totally were being dominated, dominated even though they were that. only down 12. Right. If, and if not for that one play toward the end of the game with a little bit over two minutes to go. Um, it, it, the score doesn't indicate exactly how staunch the Steelers' defense was today. Yeah. Even though the, the, the Steelers' offense was a little lethargic, oh, they were still they capable were of moving the ball. They were rusty as hell. Yeah, they were real rusty. And, yeah. um, you know, if, if they were just able to make at least another play, they would have held on and, and won by at least 12. And that's the other thing, too. They were they were certain they were they were in the red zone twice. Yeah. And and the only way they were held to um field goals. To field goals. So that's yeah. an applause for Baltimore's defense, oh. even without a lot of their starters, or right. a couple of their starters, um, to yeah. be out there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. If if <laughs> if they could have gotten a little bit more um competent quarterback play, you know, my mm-hmm. man Brittle Bob was out there today. <laughs> they, they took him out and 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 uh, so he got hurt again. Yeah, is that what it was? He he got hurt. Yeah, it was hamstring. His hamstring. Now I don't want to say it snapped. It was badly strained to the point where they had to put McSerling in. 
um, from former Penn State product. So yeah, um, and that's who and, and, and that play where they stole the touchdown to Hollywood Brown, some as free as safety. I don't know if it was Fitzpatrick or Edmonds. They took they they tried to be a hero. They didn't yeah. tackle them straight up. They tried to dive and they whiffed. Yeah, and it was nothing but real estate for Hollywood Brown. It should have been. It, it should have been just what was it, a fifteen yard gain, maybe. Maybe, right? So I mean, yeah, that's why as they, Sarah Sharp would say, other former players would say, "Do your job, <laughs> do your job. Don't be fancy. Do your damn job." So that 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 potentially could have cost us in the end because again, I mean, Baltimore. You kind of figure Baltimore wasn't going to roll over and play dead tonight. No, especially in this rivalry game like this. They're too well coached. They, they're so prideful from top yeah. to bottom. They, they weren't going to roll over. No, no. Not on national TV anyway. Not on national TV. Yeah. Not without their – even though they were without their starting QB, lost mm -hmm. their original backup. Yeah. And even with Masurley out there, as you can see with the play calling, it didn't matter to them. They were still going to continue to play and play hard. Exactly. Um, the thing was, though, in, in that last field um, kickoff mm -hmm. uh, for them, it, it seemed as though that they couldn't get it right on what they wanted to do, mm -hmm. which led to them eventually kicking a regular kickoff instead of right. just an onside to try to, you know, get a recovery and mm -hmm. um, set themselves up for a potential um, turnover. But yeah, huh, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, and, the, and the thing is, the Ravens didn't, they didn't get the ball back after that. No, they, no. the Pittsburgh converters on third, third down, big third down conversion, and another one that allowed them to run out the clock, and that was game set match. Yeah, that's exactly um, what, the, what that was. You get to a situation where, mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, they, they just couldn't – the, the uh, Ravens defense just couldn't make plays. Yeah. So I'm looking at the schedule for the Steelers because – I don't know, do you, do you watch or listen to um, the, Odd Couple Park, the Odd Couple radio show? Not as much as I used to. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm busy doing family time during that point, so mm -hmm. I miss out on it. But I catch clips of it on, you, on the Fox Sports Radio's YouTube channel. It's a great show. I mean, Rob Parker's a fool. Rob Parker and um, and Chris Broussard. Chris Broussard, um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not necessarily big fans of the both of them. Mm -hmm. No disrespect to, to, to no. either one of them because no, they, no, they no. do great jobs, uh, especially yeah. Chris Broussard. Yeah. I'm more so of a fan of, of Chris than I am um, of, of Rob. It, it mainly has to do with the whole um, Brittle Bob comment he made years ago, but I've forgiven yeah. him for that. Even though it was pretty dumb at the time, right? Uh -huh, yeah. But um, I, I like what they what they do from what uh -huh. I've heard. Mm -hmm. um, it's just unfortunate because of the time in which it does come on. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I'm not in a situation where I listen to the radio. Yeah, exactly. Mainly when I'm in the car. And yeah. I'm, I, I don't commute anymore. So, I, unfortunately, I don't, yeah, I don't do that no and more. And, again, so. I'm family time. But he made a comment about Pittsburgh, I think, last night on last night's show. Mm -hmm. He called Pittsburgh the weakest 10 – I'm just paraphrasing – the weakest 10-0 team. He called it overrated, which, look, I get it. I mean, there are haters out there. I get it. But, I mean, yeah, the schedule is like kind of BCS light-ish if you were doing the BCS days. So, they, they, we played, as of note, Cleveland, Tennessee, Baltimore twice. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's it. Um, so, those are the those three teams – those those three teams, one with whom we played twice, were the only teams with winning records in our schedule. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not our fault. That's no, not our fault. Not. The schedules came out last year. Yeah. So no one thought that the NFC East would turn to the NFC least. 
No one thought that the, the AFC South, even though we figured that Tennessee would compete, we no one thought that Houston would fall flat on the asses either. No, right? no, no and, one thought and, that. No one expected Bill O'Brien to Bill O'Brien. Right, right. Well, even Bill O'Brien to his the nth degree. Exactly. Right. <laughs> you know, he Bill O'Brien to the nth degree, right. and it just happened to be that Pittsburgh caught them. When yeah. they were still in that Bill O'Brien phase, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know Pittsburgh, they went to Indianapolis, and and they slugged it out with them. Yeah. Oh no, they have they haven't played wait, the coach yet. It was I'm Tennessee. Sorry. Yeah, because we played the coach later in the season, but it's, yeah, they haven't played the coach yet. But Tennessee, Tennessee. you yeah. slugged it out with Tennessee. Yeah. And, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Colts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as that's a right big game. Yeah, that's that, gonna be good. I think that's the toughest uh, team that they have remaining on the Them and Buffalo. Right? They got them and Buffalo. And Buffalo? Yeah. You know what? The, the thing with the Bills, though, God, the Bills are so iffy mm-hmm. that, you know, it, it, it's and it's the same thing with the Colts. They're so iffy. You don't know which one you're going to get. Right. And that they're very similar. It's like, okay, they, they both have, you know, very respectable defenses. Right. More so with the Colts. Right. Now, you talk about the likes of the um, – the the, 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 the the Bills mm-hmm. offensively, you don't know what you're going to get with um with Josh Allen. You might get good Josh Allen, you might right. get bad Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. It depends. And with that skill of defense, it might lean a little bit more towards bad um Josh Allen. And the same thing with their defense too, because I was expecting them to go out west and beat up on the Raiders. Not the, yeah, go out to uh to Vegas and beat up on the Raiders, and they yeah. didn't do that. Right. Um, so, yeah, once again, it just depends upon which Buffalo team you're going to get on, on that one. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, with, with the Colts, if their offense is capable of keeping pace, mm-hmm. we already know that the, um, the, 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 the Colts have a, a great defense. Yes, they do. And <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> unlike the Titans, the, uh-huh. the Steelers do not have a Derrick Henry Mm-hmm. Who's gonna be a grown man and just punch you in your chest all day? Right. <laughs> until you just say, "Mommy, stop." Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I I I think that the Colts should be able to slow down the Steelers' offense. Yeah. The thing is, is whether or not their their offense can keep pace with a sluggish Steelers defense. And that's the Steelers, thing. Steelers offense. Sometimes. Steelers offense. Oh, you're fine. That's the thing. I I always thought that. I mean, not no disrespect. Well, Buffalo and Indianapolis notwithstanding, I thought that if a team were to take out the Steelers, give them the first L, it would be a divisional rival because they know mm-hmm. them so well. I mean, they already dispatched the Baltimore. That was tough. Yeah. And you know, to get Cleveland at the last game of the season in Cleveland, Cincinnati's playing their third quarterback, so I'm not counting them. But the no. point is, is that Cleveland had may have a lot to play for in the last week of the season. Mm-hmm. And the think of the miss the playoff chase. There's so many teams that are eligible, including Baltimore, mm-hmm. uh, that still are mathematically alive. And so even those damn Patriots are five or six, they're still mathematically alive, right? So I mean, so they, they may have a lot to play for, and plus it's a big old school rivalry as well. Yeah. But I think if if they, it doesn't if it, it doesn't get to if if if, if, if for it not to get to that point. It had to be out of Buffalo, obviously, or Indianapolis. I think more – I lean towards you. I think Indianapolis has a bigger chance because they got a nastier defense. Yeah. Buffalo's defense is a turnstile these days. You don't know what you're going to get with Josh Allen, to your point. It'll be a prime time in Buffalo, but they don't, they don't have any fans because, you know, in New York, they're like, eh, no fans, right? Yeah. 
So there's no home field advantage, which is pretty much pretty fascinating. Going to be fascinating come playoff time, by the way. Yeah. The lack of home field advantage among these teams. But the point mm -hmm. is. Well, depending upon who the team is and which state they play in. Right. Because we still have a couple of states that are allowing fans to be well, there. Well, Kansas City, Missouri, yeah. Yeah, Missouri's one. Yeah. A lot of, once again, I'm still trying to understand that because we're having a huge surge in these Midwestern states. Dude, there's a red the state. Ones that's allowing the fans. <laughs> there's a red state. That's why they don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I see, right? They don't I give see, a shit. So. Even, even though, like, there's a small percentage mm -hmm. of fans in Kansas City. Yeah. So I guess technically there's still social distancing yeah. at the tune of maybe 10,000 fans, but it is what it is. It is what it is. You're it right. is what it is, yeah. You know, I mean, I understand the whole concept of not wanting to live in fear, but you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm not going out. Sorry. No, call I'm not call either. Me, call me fearful. Call me whatever you want. A lot of the, the sporting events that I was looking to go to in the next couple of months, I've already put on pause, mm -hmm. and I'm questioning whether or not I'm going to do football season like I wanted to. Mm. And... And it's 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 sad, but right. that's a whole other conversation. We're talking about the NFL. Uh -huh. We're talking about getters right now. We're talking about home field advantage. Right. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens, especially which teams get in the playoffs. And as it looks like right now, the Steelers are going to have the first round bye. Right. And then, which is huge. Which is going to be super huge, right? Mm -hmm. You know, talking um, about it on the show last night with <clears> with, uh, with Lou and Coach. Um, Lou considered to be a huge advantage. Right. Matter of fact, you ought to be considered to be an automatic win for that team that's going to have that first round bye. Sure. Now, depends upon what happens with that second round matchup and who's going to come to Pittsburgh to face them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's time will tell. We have to wait and see what happens within the next five weeks. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, um, it's going to have to be a team, and then I've said this before and I'll say it again, it's going to have to be a team that's going to be able to keep up with the Steelers offensively and withstand that defense. And it's yes. not like the Steelers put up a lot of points, right? Right. If you can put up 24 points on the Steelers, you'll make it interesting. That's mm -hmm. what happened with the Baltimore Ravens. Now, as much as Baltimore said in, in their first matchup that, well, Baltimore been screaming about a lot of teams knowing what their offense is, right? Mm -hmm. My thing is, be a man, play through it. But I don't play in the NFL, so it's a whole lot easier for me to say <laughs> that, right? But you know, they, they played that game extremely tight and it came down to that last possession for Baltimore. And unfortunately, right. they weren't capable of scoring in that last drive, even though they were in the red zone. Right. The thing is, if you can play against a team that can score in that situation, mm -hmm. it's going to make it that much more interesting, which is why I'm like, you know, as even though the Steelers are going to have the best record and they're going to have Kansas City come out there, mm -hmm. it's, ooh, it, it, that, that, that smell. It's starting to smell <laughs> like... What year was that? Matter of fact, it was, it was starting to be like 2016 all over again mm. when the Kansas City Chiefs went out to Pittsburgh mm -hmm. to face Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh mm -hmm. during the playoffs. And we had that, that penalty against Kansas City called in that late drive to, which held them or kept them from winning that game. Mm -hmm. So it looks like Kansas City might get an opportunity for redemption in the playoffs just depending upon how everything else bounces up. But that's the way it looks at the right now. Yeah. And What's interesting is there's one more thing about this game tonight. I can't go without using Mike Tomlinson. He, he, mm -hmm. he's always, he tells it like it is, bro. I, yeah. I know I said my piece about him in the past, about his playing down the competition, his questionable in-game decisions. Mm -hmm. But dude, it's the straightest shooter I've ever been, I've ever witnessed. This dude called, ripped this team tonight, his own team's performance offensively. Well, offense, especially offensively, but as a whole, I mean, remember that blown, like, 
with tackle on that long touchdown by Baltimore. Yeah. He called the, the performance a, quote, JV performance, <laughs> varsity <laughs> performance. Only Mike Tomlin. God love him. He, he, I mean, look at it. You know, you had that first drive. They got him deep into the red zone. They should have yeah. scored. But unfortunately, um, uh, Big Ben threw the pick. Yeah, so if it wasn't for down. Riddle Bob throwing the pick six, yeah, then you know that situation could have been a whole lot worse than what, what it was. Right. So I, I agree with them. You know, they were capable of, of driving the ball and they got like I said before, they got to the red zone two other occasions mm-hmm. and only came away with six points. Mm-hmm. But you know, it is they 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 could have played better. Right. And and Mike probably was hoping that they would and they didn't. Yeah. So yeah, they, they can't continue, excuse me, to have outputs like that. As a matter of fact. They can't have an output like that and expect to beat the Colts. Right. And I don't think they can have an output like that in Buffalo. No, and they expect can't. To beat Buffalo. No, they can't. As, 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 like they as have offensive iffy. firepower in Buffalo. They do. But yeah. as, as wishy washy as Buffalo can be, mm-hmm. when they're on, you can't play like that when they're on. Oh, hell no. But when they're off, mm-hmm. then yeah, you can get by with that type of performance. Yeah. We, we, We've seen it happen to Buffalo both ways. The thing yeah. is, we just haven't seen it happen to the Steelers just yet, which is why yeah. right now, yeah. you know, we, we can go ahead and question it. It almost happened in Dallas. It almost happened in that Dallas. It almost happened in Dallas. And God but. knows <laughs> I would have been super sick because you talk about – I know too many damn Cowboy fans, and I'm just – Still a fan at that? Oh, we all know too no. many uh, Cowboy fans, yeah. you know, if you would have asked yeah. me. But yeah. you talk about two mouthy fan bases here in the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. It's the Cowboy fans mm-hmm. and it's the Steeler fans. Mm-hmm. And when they get to go every once, every four years, you know, all you hear is yip, yip, yeah. yip, yip, yip. And then, my God, if they would have beat them. Oh, yeah. But thank God <laughs> that – um. Godliness came through. Yeah, you go. The football guys smiled upon us yeah. and other cowboy haters that day. <laughs> so there you go. Um, what I was gonna say. Yeah, more NFL. Who the hell's gonna win y'all's division? You know what? That's the best question, right? <laughs> yeah. Because NFC course, least, but that is NFC least. Yes. You know the memes just continue yeah. to keep flowing around, and it's, yeah. it's very hilarious how one of my more favorite memes now is that everyone is playing on the backup quarterback. Okay, yeah, we get it. And especially it's more comical because the backup quarterback for Philly is Carson Wentz. Ha, ha, ha. Uh-huh. Right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it depends upon what happened with the Giants. Yeah. Um, as much as I thought two weeks ago that it could be Dallas mm-hmm. because of their win against the, the Minnesota Vikings, Mm-hmm. I really believe that they would be able to take care of the Washington football team and Dallas on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But, but thank God that Rob Rivera has a, a, a positive record against that team and he extends it to three and one against them, right? Mm-hmm. So with that said, now that Dallas isn't there, the Giants have the easiest schedule. The only problem is they're not playing with their starting QB. Exactly. And, and now you're leaving it in the hands of one Colt McCoy. And we here in Washington know all about one Colt yeah, McCoy. I'm sure you guys do. And, and, and you know, it's going to be very interesting because the thing is, um, all four teams still have games that they expect them to lose, especially with the <laughs> opponents like Pittsburgh coming up, Seattle, yeah. um, San Francisco potentially. Um, so, you know, we all face teams like that, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but – 
the, the Giants already swept Washington earlier. Correct. And they have Philly and Dallas later on in the season. Right. The thing is, Washington is going to need for them to lose a game that people expect for them to lose. If that happens, then it's a possibility. It's, it's, it's Washington's situation to fail out of, right? Mm-hmm. But, God, you really don't know with this division because I really thought that Dallas was dead to rights a couple of weeks ago, but they just keep coming back like a villain in a horror movie. Yes, they got beat down this past um, weekend, and yes, they're behind the eight ball with Washington being swept by them. Yeah, but who's to say that they don't have a resurgence? Resurgence, and they don't beat Philly and 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 um the Giants. Yeah, who's to say that that doesn't happen? Right now, six wins is going to win y'all's division. It's going to be six. Six it's wins. That's six. which is terrible. It is. It's going right? to be terrible, but six wins going to win y'all's division. Potentially eight. Yeah. But it's going to be six. It's, it's going to be six. It's going to be yeah, I don't think it's going to be eight. And, I, yeah, I don't think it's going to no, be eight. No. <laughs> I, well, that's the thing, because I was yeah. thinking that the, the Cowboys actually had a path to get to eight. Yes. The well thing thought. is, Most of us you did. know, they, they stepped on their own, tripped over their own feet, and then yeah. now they are where they are right now. So right. Yeah, it, it's all in the hands of the Giants and the Washington football team, and they have to win games that they're supposed to win and hopefully compete in games that people don't com- expect them to compete in. If they can do that, yeah. it'll be the one that, that, that wins out. So You know yeah. what? If the Giants had Daniel Jones, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. If they had Daniel Jones, the same Daniel Jones that tripped over his two feet in the open field against the Eagles a few weeks ago, when he had that touchdown, he was like, eh, fell down. Yeah. At the, what it was, the 10, five-year-old line, whatever the hell it was, if the Giants still had that guy, they would be the clear favorites, I think. Yeah. To win. They would the, they're playing the best ball right now. Yeah. And you know, Washington, y'all got a front four that can get after anybody. All those first round picks on your on your defensive line. Mm-hmm. Pan off. And I think once you guys get your secondary together, it's wrapped defensively. Yeah. But the problem is as much I like Aaron, Aaron, I like Alex Smith a lot. I'm glad he's getting a second chance. Mm-hmm. Who are his weapons? Outside, who is, who is of, of, outside of of Terry McLaurin, because he does not like the name Scary Terry. So, but outside of Terry McLaurin, <laughs> um, actually Cam Sims, not Cam. Yeah, is it Cam Sims or is it the other Sims guy? Mm-hmm. It's Cam Sims. Cam Sims has been stepping it up, so okay. he's starting to prove himself to be a a a, a secondary receiving threat for for, for Washington, mm-hmm. um, especially in situations where they start to double team. Um, Terry, mm-hmm. um, you also will get some comparable play out. Well, not comparable, but you'll get some competent play mm-hmm. out of Logan. Um, God, what is his last name anyway? Um, the tight end Logan out of uh, Virginia Tech. Yes. You know, outside of oh my God, and, I, and, and I'm still upset. I know about, you're talking about. It's not Thomas, is it? It's, yes, it's Logan Thomas. Okay. I'm about to call him Logan okay. Paulson because that's another player uh-huh. that used to play here in Washington. But yeah, Logan Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, Outside of his play against uh, the Giants when that home game a couple of weeks ago where he just looked like he wet the bed then, <laughs> there have been moments where he's come out to play. And then, of course, there have been some trick plays where he's actually thrown a couple of passes for huge completions. So they have a couple of targets there that are starting to play a lot more consistent. The thing is, though, you can't allow uh, uh, Alex Smith to be that offense. Keep relying on Antonio Gibson, 
who has been a huge surprise for this team, who's actually leading all rookies in, in, in rushing yards, and they've been also getting a lot of play out of uh, Peyton, Barbara, Seville, and, um, and, and, and McKissick as well. So, yeah, that running back rotation that Washington has right now mm-hmm. and the defense that they currently have is what's been keeping them in games. The thing is, if you see that Alex Smith is having a big day, that means Washington's in trouble. Mm. That's, that's, that's crazy, but it's true. That's yeah. big, speaking straight facts. Here's the NFC least um, schedule slate this coming week. Okay. Of course, your beloved Washington football team is at my Steelers. Um, the Giants are in Seattle. We'll be in Seattle. Philly will be in Green Bay. She'll be a dub. And Dallas goes on the road to face a very pissed off Baltimore Ravens team. You know that's what? four L's. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I Potentially, don't. that's four L's. You know what? That's the thing. If Baltimore's defense will play like they played today, which they will, yes, um, their defense is going to keep them in it. Right. Um, but if the Cowboys' offense can play like they played in Minnesota, but see, that's the thing. It's a whole lot of ifs, right? Yeah. If if was a fifth, we'd right, be all right, right. Up, right? Right. Yeah. Especially if it was that uh, salted caramel crown royal that's out right now. <laughs> Put it in your eggnog. Don't sleep on creek. Hey, don't don't sleep on peach on on peach royal. Oh, peach, peach is also delicious. Peach is awesome. But go yes, ahead. Sorry. Um, yeah, you know, and, and uh-huh. you need to go ahead and start sponsoring the show. You can get, 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 get um, yes. <laughs> but, Shout out. Yes. But, you know, that's the thing. So it, it's a whole lot of ifs. Mm-hmm. The thing is, we expect for Baltimore, especially if all their players, are, if, if key players are healthy, mm-hmm. they should come out there and beat Dallas. They should. Mm-hmm. They really should. Yeah. And, yeah, again, that's – so that, that would make – so if all four teams take an L this week in the division, that would mean the two division leaders, your Washington football team and the Giants, will be 4-8. and eight. Yeah. Yeah, 4-8. and eight. And uh, then that will be the possibility of – definite possibility of six to seven wins <laughs> with the division. That's just crazy. And, that and that's just, the thing is because, you know, like I said before, with Washington after they play – um, the Steelers, they still have to play against the uh, the Seahawks, and they still have That's the right. Niners, and the Niners is an iffy game. So Yeah, right. They're, they're playing better, so. Yeah. Wow, it's, it's going to be hilarious to be sure. Um, yeah, I'll tell you one thing. I like what the way the, uh, the, the Titans bounce back to beat, to actually beat down the Colts. They returned the favor. Remember the Colts went to their place two weeks yeah. ago? Two weeks prior, I should say. And beat them down on national television. Yeah, better way than the, the the opponent come coming back to your house, <laughs> sitting on your couch, drinking your drinking your drinks, eating your food, and fucking your girl, <laughs> the same way you did them. They, they they did them. That's that's just that's crazy. That so Tennessee's back in the in in, in the uh, driver's seat. Yeah, and now they I think they play. I'm pulling up the schedule right now. I'm scrolling down. I think they play. Oh, I'm I'm. Okay, I'm a week ahead. I think they play Cleveland. Yeah, they host Cleveland. They host Cleveland this week. Yes, they do. So that's going to be huge, not only because you got two eight and three teams, but they're in the thick of the AFC race, playoff yeah. race. Mm-hmm. And plus, Tennessee's trying to win their division. Cleveland's trying to stay in playoff contention. That's cool. That's the game of the week. It is. That's the game of the week, and I'm excited to see it. But give me your thoughts on your early thoughts uh, on that game. I, I think Tennessee, man. I, I mean, Cleveland's playing a lot better, but damn it, they don't have Derrick Henry, and I don't think anyone – not many people have stopped him this year, 
Yeah. And I, I think I think Henry's on the roll. I think they'll eke this out at home. But I think it's going to be a damn good game. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I also picked Tennessee to win this game. Um, Cleveland does get back Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the question is, is how their offense is going to operate. Mm-hmm. They've been running the ball, the ball extremely well with uh, Nick Chubster, uh word up, and also <laughs> with um, – See what you did there. God, what's your, your other boy's name that used to play in Kansas City? I see um, – Oh, uh, Tyreek Hill. No, not Tyreek Hill. Um, I know who you're talking about. Damn it. Kareem Rush. Kareem Rush. Yeah. Uh, Kareem. Um, not Rush. He's a basketball player. Uh, 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 God. His first name, I'll pull it up. But... And his last name begins with a W. But, yeah, so yeah. With, with Kareem. Kareem Hunt. Hunt. Kareem, Kareem Hunt. Hunt. Yeah, Kareem yes. Hunt. So, with Kareem Hunt and, and Nick Chubb. See, I was so focused on the Chubb rock thing. I, <laughs> it blew me off, yeah. Um, but, yeah, with Kareem Hunt. And, and, and Nick Chubb, they've been running the ball extremely well all season long. Mm-hmm. The question is, will they be able to get a little bit more balance from right. Baker Mayfield to, to, to keep the Tennessee Titans from focusing on that run game? Yeah. And then the thing is also, will the Browns' defense be able to slow down Derrick Henry? We haven't seen it all season long. Right. Don't know if we'll see it this week. The mm-hmm. question is, can they? And that's going to be the thing that they're going to need to stop in order for them to win. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I like the matchup. Again, it's amazing that the fucking Browns are in this thing. And I mean, kudos to Is them. it though? Is it though? Because I said it on this show. They're talented as hell. They are. And I said. With the but the, the Cleveland they Browns, they tend to fuck it up every year. And no matter how talented they are. I mean, yes, hell, I, everyone in the mama had them in the playoffs last year. Look what happened. Freddie Kitchens oh, happened. Freddie Bad decisions Kitchens. happened. So. Yeah. But you yeah. know, a few weeks ago they were still looking good. They were what five and three going going to six and three. And I said that they had a very favorable schedule. And right. they only had a couple of games on the schedule remaining that they will have to um play tough against. And one of those games is here this Sunday, which is against the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Now, even if they lose it, they mm-hmm. still have a way to go to the rest of the schedule with 10 wins. Correct. Which is insane. Correct. Um correct. Especially since saying because no one expects the, the, the Browns to do that. And I think mm-hmm. they've already set a press um, a record um, because they haven't won eight games in, in so many years already. That's just so crazy. So anything past that, it's great. you know, is, is, is gravy for them. But, yeah, yeah they, they're, they're capable um, of making a trip to the playoffs. It's going to be very interesting because I haven't necessarily looked at the, the records for teams yet. I mm-hmm. wonder if a nine-win team won't make the playoffs. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's going to necessarily be the case, though. But I want to see if that's going to be. It case. might be in the AFC because yeah. the AFC is so deep. Yeah, the AFC is so fucking deep. I mean, again, you got the Patriots are five and six, but they're still mathematically in. Yeah, that should tell you all you need to know right there. But they're the still AFC. mathematically in for the division. Yeah, exactly. Right they're only yeah. they're only like what three games back, mm-hmm. and you know, you never know. But I mean, it's it's crazy. Um, but yeah, yeah that. They, that's going to be they, interesting. They don't have Tom Brady, and they, they, they got to show that quarterback with yeah. um with Cam Newton because, my God, what is that some Cam Newton actually passed for over 100 yards? He looked bad. He looked very bad in the win. Yeah, he did. He looked Matter bad fact, in the win. <laughs> he, was asked, he was asking his coach for forgiveness. He's like, I'm sorry. You yeah. can see it at the end of the game. He's like, dude, I'm sorry. Because yeah. he almost lost the game for them. Yeah. And that's not the first time this year. So Right. He lost the game against Buffalo when he fumbled when they could have gone for a tie and field goal, but they were a little aggressive trying to go for the touchdown of a knockout blow. Yeah. He fumbled. And that's on him. He, he acknowledged it to his credit. 
That's on yeah. him. God protect the football. That was a huge loss. That would have, I mean, with that win, that would have put New England a game behind. Yeah. Because I think I think uh Miami seven and four, Buffalo would have been seven and four, New England mm-hmm. would have been six six and five. They still would have been in the driver's seat. Yeah. Because you gotta understand the mental hole that they t- that the Patriots have or had have have had and over Britain, Buffalo yeah. and Miami and Jets for that matter. But the point is, is that it would have been their division. Still, just a game out with no Tom Brady, a Cam Newton that's not playing up to snuff, mm-hmm. and the defense is not near as good as it was last year. No. Look at it like this. If somebody just kept walking into the, a room and punching you in your face yeah. for 20 years, yeah. eventually you start to flinch as soon as they walk through the door. Right. Because you know it's coming. The thing <laughs> is, <laughs> the yeah, thing is, is whether or not you're going to stop it. Yeah. yeah, you're like, oh, come yeah. on, do not again. Stop playing. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and even though they haven't shown that putt so far this year, mm-hmm. you know, they, they show that they still have the, the capabilities of balling up their fist. The thing right. is, is whether or not they're going to punch these dudes in the face or not. Right. That Belichick defense is still there, mm-hmm. even though the offense hasn't been playing. Even though last year was a, the past couple of seasons offensively was a down year for the Patriots, mm-hmm. this year has been worse, but they still have been. In games, which, you know, it, it is what it is. It speaks volumes about the coaching staff and how he's capable of getting his players to play there in, in, in Foxborough. Yeah, that's that's amazing. That's why I said Coach Belichick. I call him Belichick, but he's the GOAT. <laughs> he's the GOAT. If, you, it's not cheating, if, you, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. If he's only cheating when you ask is caught. He got caught, but he's still the GOAT. Um, moving right along to college football. Yeah, you always seen the college football playoff rankings uh, the mm-hmm. other night. I got to do my yeah. rankings. Um, but the point is, is that you still, the top four hadn't changed. No. Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, mm-hmm. and Ohio mm-hmm. State. Yeah. Um, you see the highest ranking uh, power, I mean, group of five team. They're still, they're undefeated, but they're still sitting at number seven. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to change because I, I like Texas a and plays at Auburn. Mm-hmm. I think Auburn will get them. And I think eventually Florida is going to lose if they play in the, uh, in the SEC title game to get them to two losses. Mm-hmm. So as long as you see wins, they're going to keep coming up. But my big question is this, man. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame and Clemson. Yeah. I think Clemson, right, remember, Notre Dame beat Clemson without Trevor Lawrence and without a lot of their big guns offensively and defensively. Well, defensively mm-hmm. mostly. And it took them into overtime to do it. It took at, double overtime Notre, to do it, yeah. So that tells, that tells me that when Clemson faces these guys again, they're going to win. Now, it's a matter if it's going to be ass-whooping or not. But here's a scenario I've heard, and it's things starting to play out this way. Uh-huh. If Notre Dame were to lose to uh, Clemson in the rematch, providing Clemson doesn't throw up over themselves at Virginia Tech this weekend, um, if, if they lose to Clemson in the rematch, and that the game is close, would Notre Dame drop out of the top four if the game is close? If you're asking me, no. No, they don't. Uh-huh. Because it's, it's, it's a healthy Clemson doing to Notre Dame what people expected them to do the first game if right. Trevor Lawrence would have played. Right. And if it's close, all you're doing is you have the number four team being the number two team. We saw it. Matter of fact, didn't we see that happen before when number four – Closely be the number two, and they both stayed in. Um, 
kind of, it's like when Alabama, remember like Alabama, like Georgia won the SEC title that year, mm-hmm. but they, but Alabama lost to um, uh, Auburn in the Iron Bowl. Yeah. It was a close contest. When, well, actually, I take, it wasn't close. It was, it was, it wasn't a bad ass whooping, but if you talk to Alabama fans, it was an ass whooping. They beat them by, I, you know what? I remember that game. Yeah, it, it was. And, and, and they, they, were very physical with Alabama in the yes, they were. I do remember that game. Yeah, yeah. down in Auburn. Yeah, I remember that. I, we beat them by like 14 to 17 points. Yeah. Um, and But Ohio State, see, the thing, everything was a perfect storm that year for two teams in the same conference because, A, Georgia beat Auburn again. Mm-hmm. That took Auburn out of the equation. Auburn yeah. had, I think, two, three losses at that point. And Georgia was still unbeaten. Okay. Oklahoma did their thing. They're, they were they, – they, they, if they lost once, it was early season, but they still looked good. They got in. They won the conference. Um, and, of course, Clemson won the ACC. Mm-hmm. But then the wild card came in, and it, it was the Big Ten. Ohio State that year, they won the Big Ten, but they got the asses beat twice in blowouts. Like when they they got blown out by and you can fact check on this. I know they got blown out by Iowa, an unranked uh-huh. Iowa team. It was it was just it was just embarrassing. It was a bloodletting. Yeah. And so I remember seeing here Urban Meyer campaign to get his team in, but it's not like they, it was losing two games during that year wasn't bad enough. It was the fact that they got their asses whipped in the last loss to Iowa. Yeah. And that's what kept them out. Mm-hmm. No one gave a damn about the Pac-12 at that point. It was basically it came down between Ohio State and Alabama. Yeah, a team that did not not only play for the they not only play for the um, conference championship, they didn't win their own damn division. Nope. But because Alabama, that was the only loss to Auburn that year, and the fact that they looked good most of the year until that point, mm-hmm. they got the nod over Ohio State, which was a shock of the most. But I kind of saw it coming because, again, I don't think the committee felt consciously good enough, had a good conscience about let, allowing a two-loss Ohio State team who's one of those losses to blowout against an unranked team. Mm-hmm. So it's a perfect storm happened for two teams from the same league. Now, say this, fast forward to this year with the ACC, with this crazy-ass COVID year. You got Notre Dame playing a conference schedule for the first time, probably the only time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and then was lifetime lifetime. So if if they lose a close game to Clemson, and if Ohio State, if either they lose or either they, um, if they get another game canceled, the Big Ten the Big Ten's rule that if they play say yeah if you play below six games you can't qualify you can't that happened to Wisconsin this year, mm-hmm. and I don't know if the committee will allow a team who played only six regular season games to get consideration over another 10, another school that played 10, 10, 10 games or nine or 10 games. You know what I'm saying? So there's that as well. But also, I still have to say this. There's a possibility that you might have a group of five teams sneak in. And that's where University of Cincinnati comes. That's why I mentioned them about at number seven. I already said that Texas A&M, I think they're going to lose to Auburn on the road. That would give mm-hmm. them two losses, okay? Um, I, think, I think they'll give them two losses. Um, 
And, and, and if Florida were to lose again to Alabama, that would take both those schools out of the equation. Those are the two schools that are right ahead of Cincinnati right now in the conference football playoff. Texas A&M is fifth, Florida is sixth, and UC is seventh. So if UC keeps winning and those two teams lose, that takes them out of the equation. That puts Cincinnati at number five. Now, again, if, if, if Ohio State experiences more challenges, scheduling challenges, that causing them to not be able to qualify or to qualify to play for this conference championship or the to all the commits who say, hey, I don't know, it's just six games, really. Mm-hmm. Then that will open the door for UC. Again, this is in the only in the scenario where Notre Dame and Clemson play a tough place, play a tough, a close ACC championship game. Me, I think it's gonna be an ass whooping. So if it's an ass whooping, I think Notre Dame's done. Notre Dame just knocked out, yeah. I think they're they're totally done. Mm-hmm. So pretty much, I think the ACC chemistry game is going to be an an elimination game. Mm-hmm. So that will allow, really allow UC to sneak on in there again if they win out. And if Texas A&M and Florida both lose, Florida will probably definitely lose because they're not beating Alabama. So they're going to lose. They take them out. And if Texas A&M loses again, and I don't know if they play Alabama this year, and I got to check the schedule. But if they do, they're out. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that will open the door even more for UC to get in there. So it's, it, we may see it this year. Again, as long as UC does not lose, as long as they don't trip over themselves, they're a damn good football team. The American Conference is a damn good football conference. I don't care what anyone says. Mm-hmm. But the committee – A whole lot better than the MAC. Yes. So the, 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 the committee is not going to give them that much respect, which is unfortunate, but it is what it is. So as long as UC wins out and if those – I think I think it's up really well for them this year to be the first year for power for a non-power five school to crash the party. And you know what? So this is where it gets even more interesting because I knew that I saw this before the show started, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at Twitter right now. Um, it's breaking news. This is actually uh, as of yesterday. Okay. Um, Michigan is on the verge of shutting down their season after wow. a parent-led meeting earlier this week. Oh wow. So, it's, it's kind of ironic because remember, it's the same parents that screamed that the season the first for the place. Big Ten to happen in the first place. Yes. Now they don't want them to finish the season. Yes. That's irony. And that's, that, that kind of makes you roll your eyes. It does. It, it, it makes does. you roll your eyes. I mean, because they, they, that, it goes to show you that the commissioner, the brother man, by the way, had, mm-hmm. a, right to, had a right in the first place. Yeah. The, no Big Ten team is going to have more than six games played. I, I could tell you that right now. No Big Ten team is going to have more than six or seven games played. Is, is, isn't Ohio State missing a game this week? Yes. I think they're supposed to play your, your Terps. They, so, they weren't. That's right. They, they, I did see that. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. that game's canceled. They yeah. had a game canceled last week. Yeah. And I was just thinking. Matter of fact, I said on this. <laughs> I was saying this as a joke. Yeah. What if, even though it's a possibility that that, that Harbaugh is on his way out of Michigan, out of Ann Arbor, right? Mm-hmm. But what if, as a joke, uh, 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 because you know there are a lot of conspiracy theorists out there that believe that that um, certain teams in the SEC have been ducking uh, Alabama, which I don't believe is true. Mm-hmm. One of them being LSU. But <laughs> um, what if Jim Harbaugh said, "You know what? I want to ruin Ohio State's year." And I'm going to go ahead and just say that my players still are dealing with COVID and I'll keep them out of um, the big game at the end of the season. And Ohio State won't have enough games to qualify for either 
Well, they won't have enough games to qualify for a title game, right? Which, which might keep them out of the playoffs. It will keep them out of the playoffs. It yeah. So what if? What sure if? Right? We we can't beat them. Mm-hmm. So what if we do this and just, just sabotage it? <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and sabotage. We'll throw a, a huge yeah. uh, Wolverine wrench in this thing, right? Right, right. It looks like it's about to happen. Yeah. And if it does happen, oh my God, this is going to be insane. Yeah. Uh, I, matter of fact, it's going to be interesting to see how the committee deals with this because we know mm-hmm. that that's going to have to be the last bastion of hope on whether or not Ohio State gets in or they are held out. Right now, with only four or five wins, whatever their record is going to be at the end of the season, uh-huh. if it's under six and they don't play a title game, yeah, and the committee still votes them in, oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 because if the Big Ten doesn't deem them, doesn't deem them as qualified as being qualified to play for the own conference title, yeah, how the fuck can the committee say, oh, they're still one of the best teams. If that happens, everyone's going to – I don't want to say everyone, but a lot of people are going to say, fuck college football. If but that you know happens, if that happens, mm-hmm. it's going to be chaos. This is the same yeah. committee that voted in an Ohio State team that wasn't even participating in their own conference title game, too. So That's correct. But this is a whole different situation yeah. because this team yeah. is only played four games. Yeah. But it's a perfect four. So, God – yeah, this committee is going to have to be forced to make decisions. Yeah. And, and, and I have a, mm. I, I, you, I, I don't want to see it, but it's a huge possibility that this committee is going to be forced to make a decision that they don't like. Yeah, yeah. And I think, too, if they do, just say if all this, this plays out, right? Yeah. And they've still put Ohio State in mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I, I think that this is going to be the start of a of, of more Power five members, not just a group of five, more power five members saying expand the shit now. Yeah. It has to. That's that's that's, that's what's gonna happen because if they if you try to if you if you have the likes of people at Texas, USC, UCLA, uh uh, uh Michigan, if they take a look at that and see Ohio State get the like get the kitty to you know to get in mm-hmm. and other teams across the country, they're not gonna sit, they're not gonna say, Oh, oh well, no. Especially if they had to play. Imagine if Alabama, mm-hmm. if they had to see Ohio State in the first semifinal, they played a whole full season when yeah. they canceled a game against LSU, mm-hmm. which no one thought they would happen, right? And probably won't ever play yeah. LSU. They probably won't make up the game. So if they get in and they see these these guys from Columbus who played four or five games, didn't play the rivalry game, didn't play the damn conference championship, are you kidding me? They're not going to stay quiet. No, no, they're not. Scums is not going to stay quiet. Notre Dame's not going to stay. Yeah, you know they're not going to stay quiet. No. So, this, 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 this. I think to your point, the committee. What you said, the committee may make a decision they don't like, which may lead to the to the playoff format changing or dissolving. Because a lot of people are going to say, if, if, if again, this is if this scenario plays out, and the way Michigan is shutting down like canceling games, it may happen. Mm-hmm. The Big Ten canceled a lot of games because they they have no wiggle room because yeah. they came through with every game having to be played or else be, like because there's no they leave it any room for any buys mm-hmm. so it's out of eight games a bust yeah if they can't get eight games in and you still let their conference title if did they either they play for a conference title or not get in with less than eight wins 
less than eight games of the season, mm-hmm. especially if they don't play for the conference championship and you let them in because of the brand name, nah, nah, nah. It's bad enough that UC would probably be pissed, but other schools from Power Five would be pissed just as pissed as them yeah. because it's favoritism. So, yeah, we, this is this is going to be. I mean, twenty twenty is a fucked up year. We already know that. <laughs> <laughs> through monkey riches here and there, left and right, on all levels of sport, but in and in, in, in now society in general. But man, yo, oh Scott, I would say as a whole in in sports, it's been sports have been left relatively clean, like the NBA. Uh-huh. Once they went into the bubble, eventually, cases, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. fine, right? Yeah, Major League Baseball, they dealt with what they dealt with, but they were capable of maneuvering through that, even though, mm-hmm. um. The Dodgers nutted on themselves at the end of the season by having your boy <laughs> out there sick, and then he going to party with him with no mask on. Sick. Oh man! Come on, bro. Yeah. Dude. But I mean, I get it. It's the end of the year. Why not? Right? Party like yeah, a they don't give a fuck. They, they so give a fuck. Yeah. NBA got through it. Yeah. Um, and and, and Major League Baseball got through it. NFL's like, f it. We running through this. Right. We, yeah. we, we don't even. They want to get paid. They want to get paid. They're like, yo, just this. This is good production. Yeah. Yeah. So we, they just want to do this <laughs> with their head down. They don't even care. Yeah. Um. Uh, hockey got through with their bubble fine. Yeah. So it, it, it seems like college football is going to be the one, but it was the easiest one. Yes. <laughs> it was the easiest. They have multiple one buys. Up. They have multiple buys. They could have easily figured out ways around it. Oh no! I was saying that it's, this was the easiest one to mess up. Oh, to mess up. I'm sorry. The, yeah, the, yeah. the various, yeah. the, the multiple variables that you had involved in this because you have kids. Mm-hmm. Number one, you got people that are under the age of 25. Correct. So that's already in their mentality, especially with the way that we see that people under that particular age great, uh, group has, has dealt with this pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the summertime, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you have a situation where they're on college campuses with other students. Now, whether or not they mingle with them, uh, intermingle with them or not, is another story. Mm-hmm. But chances of that happening are, are medium to medium high, mm-hmm. especially as we're talking about young men and young women mm-hmm. when they're alone by themselves. Oh, yeah. And you're, you're trusting We've them. been in college. We know how it is. We would have been, you're smiling. Uh, we, we, have, we haven't <laughs> been, <laughs> we, we haven't been, we, when, when were we able to follow the rules in college? We didn't follow the rules when they had separate dorms, core, like not core dorms. We spent the night in some girls' room. I'm, I'm just saying. We didn't follow the rules then. <laughs> they sure wouldn't follow the rules now. I'm, I'm gonna tell you like this real yeah. quick. I'm not uh-huh. gonna say no names because they are happily married. Um, happy for them. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. the, the, the the Seattle Seahawks situation when old boy snuck old girl in, into uh, yeah training camp yeah. With, with with um with the uniform on yeah yeah I, that was my playbook back in the day <laughs> yeah 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 and the fact that it worked for me. It was surprising because she was wearing high heels. But that's just, I digress. That's a <laughs> story. School, you know, I'm a schoolboy. I don't tell tales outside of school. Right. But the thing is, you have young kids. You have them intermingling with one another potentially. Um, and, and, and then of course they they, they have situations where potentially they may want to go home. They don't want to go home, and they don't have the financial backing like the NFL or the NBA to keep them enclosed on college campuses mm-hmm. by themselves and isolated from everyone else 
and making sure there isn't any cross contamination, if you will, mm -hmm. to hold this, keep this from happening. So yes, this was the easiest of situations for this to happen. Yet parents were screaming in certain conferences, "Let our kids play! Yes. Let our kids play! No. Give us our free! Give us let our me, free!" Let me, <laughs> let me, they came straight oh, on the side of this. Yeah. And this is what happens. You, you know, you want to be free. Mm -hmm. Freedom comes with a price. You're right. Thank you. And, and, and now Thank this you. is what's going on. And you got to deal with it. And and, <laughs> and now we're looking at an Ohio State team. Yeah. If they can't get right and, and, and get six games in that are leaning on getting into the playoffs. Because who are their four wins against? Uh, right quick, Indiana. Which yep. they should have lost. They could have lost that game. Um, uh -huh. Oh God damn it! I, I'm going off the top of my head. I'm gonna pull it up, but and you, you can pull it up if you want. Yeah, because I'm trying but, to figure it out as well. But it, ah, shit, God damn but, it! But but yeah. So if you look at their schedule, I mean, they, they already have a, a top twenty-five win over Indiana, right? Correct. Correct. Um, I'm just trying to remember who the rest of their wins are against. And if there's another um, top twenty-five win in there, there is a huge opportunity for the Buckeyes. Excuse me to make it in. And people look at it and be like, how in the world did this happen? Okay, Nebraska, they beat Nebraska, they beat them down. Yeah. They beat Nebraska, they won at then number 18 Penn State. We didn't know that Penn State was going to suck so bad. Yeah, we didn't have. know that Penn State was going to be trash, yeah. But Penn State, they beat uh -huh. Rutgers and they beat IU last week. They're so, the only team that's worked for them that they beat. And one, two, three, they're scheduled for six games. Yeah. They got a game at Michigan State this coming Saturday. Yeah. Which and, might not happen. Which might not happen. And they got Michigan last exactly. the season, December 12th. And I just told you what, what the parents are talking about in Ann Arbor, that yeah. they want their kids not to play. So, so if they come, if that were to come to fruition, they, Ohio State may not have more than five games. Yeah. And that would disqualify them from playing for, for the conference well, championship. It, it would disqualify them on paper. Rules yeah, are made right. to be broken. Right. As much as I hate to see it, yeah. Sometimes rules are made to be broken because remember, this is the Ohio State. But with that resume, though, I mean, again. I know, right? Yes, that, with that resume, you with do With the resume, think. even. They ain't playing on this one for damn. They, they except did. for Indiana. Exactly. Who would have thought we'd say Indiana and football, Indiana football would be worth a damn on their schedule? <laughs> That's and, and how crazy this year is. This is that's exactly how crazy <laughs> this year is. Is that the Penn State win is trash and the Indiana win, and win is great. Something. Yeah, it was great. So, anyway. But we'll see. I mean, it's too bad that, you know, your Maryland Terps didn't take on Ohio State. I really like y'all's coach, uh, Loxley, Michael Loxley. Yeah. I really mm -hmm. like him. I think he's a former Saban assistant. He is. Yeah. And he is a, 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 a local too. guy. Yeah. And, of course, the, the, the local kids are, are starting to at least consider him now mm -hmm. because of that. Yeah. And so the thing is that they can go ahead and continue to build talent here. Um. Uh, they, they they at least have the ability to be a a mid range a mid level, um, Big Ten team, and that's seen a lot based upon what this team was when they first came into the conference. Right. Because right. I don't I don't see them bypassing Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't even even though Michigan is having them a, a bad year this year, mm -hmm. you know they can potentially rebound. Um. And then you still have Michigan State, and then th those other. Um, Midwestern schools that I, I don't necessarily see Maryland being better than, mm -hmm. but if they can somehow get to that level, good for them. 
Right. Good for them. They, they can at least take him. I'm pulling for this way, brother. You know, I'm pulling for Loxley. I'm pulling for the brother. Um, as am I. As am I. I'm I think he'll do great guy, things, yeah. but the ceiling, therefore, the ceiling is not but so high. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So at least he has that going for him. But it's yeah. all about being competitive, and I think he can. I think I think he's going to be one of the few saving assistants outside of Jimbo Fisher that actually will do something. Yeah. On his own. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see about that. But I'm pulling for him. Even though Maryland. Even though it's still a manager of a leader in the ACC, but I get it. Y'all had to get paid. You said you had to get paid. You didn't lie about it. I respect y'all for that. You didn't lie about it. You said, fuck it, we don't want to get paid. So I I get it. So I'm not really a manager anymore. But one (laughs) one last last topic, man. We we talked about this a little bit, but we saw it come across the ticker right before the podcast got started. Mm -hmm. The, The NBA blockbuster trade. The NBA is fantastic, isn't it? This hot stove is this NBA hot stove is fantastic. NBA, you know what? I love it. I love it. it. Even with its lack of yeah. big names involved this year, yeah, there has still been interesting things that have happened. You had a couple of trades. You had a couple of well, the the, the big names, um, with the exception yeah. of Anthony Davis, who still hasn't been signed yet. Correct. They're all off the board. Mm-hmm. Um, LeBron just got another extension. Yeah. So it's going to be very intriguing to see what happens. Um, we, we were all waiting and anticipating that Anthony Davis to resign with the Lakers. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. It's pretty exactly. But, yeah. but man, this Russell Westbrook for John Wall trade that just went down. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's it's a I would call it a straight up trade, but uh, I think I think Washington's throwing in a first round pick. They are to go to Houston, so uh-huh. it's kind of one 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 uh, straight up ish. Yeah. In the sense that both these cats make the same same salary, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but how do you, give me your thoughts, man? How, like, as a Washington D.C. native and fan of, of all what thing Washington D.C. sports, well, except for the Nats, but yeah, well, except for Nationals, but yeah, that's why you you were bracing. But what what's your initial thoughts on this big blockbuster trade that just went down and not a lot of schools saw coming? You know what? In the beginning, when, when the rumors were starting to first float around the NBA or around the time of the draft, mm-hmm. I was highly against it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, w- I was wanting Wall to come back and, you know, hopefully prove that he would be healthy and, mm-hmm. and, and, and potentially lead this team alongside Bradley Beal. But as, as the weeks went on, you know, things were said, things were anticipated to have been said. And then there were things that weren't said. Um, the biggest thing to me was the things that weren't said. And there was actually something that happened this past Wednesday. Okay. Um, locals, um, actually, this past Tuesday, um, local sports uh, reporter interviewed John Wall while he was doing his Nino Brown thing, you know, every year here <laughs> um, in, in Ward nice. 8, which is one of our, you know, uh, majority black neighborhoods here in the district. Mm-hmm. Um, he was passing out turkeys. Yeah. So during, you know, the whole thing, he's actually asking him about what was going on. And he basically gave a couple of no comments. Now, John mm. Wall isn't isn't um, usually a no comment guy. Um, there were a lot of people who gave excuses to that mm-hmm. response. Because mm-hmm. you got to remember, John Wall's mom just recently passed away. Correct. He just recently became a father for the first time. Mm-hmm. So he's dealing with all of those emotions and then what's going on with, with work as well mm-hmm. is weighing on him too. So it's a lot of stuff weighing on him and he probably does not want to talk about it right now, sure. especially with someone that some people believe 
he doesn't necessarily have a close relationship with, right? Mm -hmm. So with all of that said, I still found it very interesting, the fact that he hit him with the no comment. Mm -hmm. um, at least say something like, you know, I, I just want to be here. Give us something, dude. Right. Give us a no comment. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping the best for him. Um, sure. I would love to see him rebound because when he's great, it's great basketball to watch. Yes. Um, the he's thing a damn good up, player. He's he not a scrub. He's a damn he's good player. Not. He is not. And in, in those <laughs> years in which he should have been either an all-star or first-teamer when he was here in Washington mm -hmm. and wasn't, were highly disappointing to me. Yeah. Um, the thing is, though, with this Achilles, Will he get back to being 100%? Mm -hmm. No one really knows until the season finally starts and he gets going, right? But the thing is, based upon the history that we've seen, especially yeah. with the Achilles injury right. and in the NBA, is one of the things that help you out if you have an Achilles because you want to lose your speed, you want to lose your explosiveness, and you want to lose some of your jumping, um, is that, hey, we sure hope you got a jumper. Yeah. And that was one thing that John Wall didn't consistently have. Right. So if that was going to have to be something that he was going to have to rely on, especially if he started to discover that he didn't have that explosiveness, explosiveness that he used to have, mm -hmm. um, it was going to be a, a learning curve for him. Mm -hmm. And um, even though this team is young, um, I didn't want to be stuck with a learning curve. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so you bring in Russell Westbrook, who is a walking triple-double. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I know that this dude isn't necessarily a big time leader and he hasn't necessarily led teams to the promised land, um, and he's going to have some tough hoeing to do when he gets here in DC. Um, no pun intended. Um, the thing is, though, if he continues to be him at his best, yeah, which is a, a point guard that's capable of creating separation, um, driving to the hole, creating buckets for himself. Mm -hmm. And going to the free throw line was something that I, I thoroughly enjoy. Then also having the ability to drive to the hole and kicking the ball out to shooters like a Bradley Beal mm -hmm. and Dallas Bertans. Hey, I'm here for that. Yeah. If, if that happens, all right. But once again, at best, this team is probably a five seed at best. Yeah. And this yeah. East, because this East, um, even though they're not as strong as the Lakers on paper. Mm -hmm. They're still pretty strong. And, and, and those top five seeds are, are, are still pretty good. So, yeah, they're going to be competing with the likes of the Pacers, the, the – who else? The – yeah, I'm oh, not even sure. putting that in there. But, yeah, they're going to be competing for that yeah, six the Pacers, spot. the Pacers for sure. Yeah, the Pacers. The Nets. The, 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 I'm sorry, the uh, Magic maybe. The Mar the Magic, maybe yeah. Atlanta, maybe yeah. Charlotte. So yeah, they're yeah. gonna be competing with those teams. Right. Excuse me for the yeah, five, sure. for the six, seven, and eight spots. Right. So yeah, it's gonna be sure because again, we always just say the top five seeds, and no, with regards to any order, the top five teams in the league at East are, are hard coded. Yeah. Milwaukee, uh, Brooklyn now with uh -huh. the return of KD and Jakari, yeah. Boston, Toronto. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Miami. Well, add yeah. the six, Philly. Philly. Six. See, Philly, Philly is one of those teams where I'm like, mm, they had the leadership mm -hmm. and um what's your <clears> boy's <throat> name? And Doc Rivers. Yeah. They have Joel Embiid. They have Ben Simmons. They brought over Danny Green. Yeah. They got um uh 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 Dwight Howard who's willing to do whatever he he, he they need him to do. Um then they get no a shooter. Intended. 
And um, God, they did get another shooter outside of of, of Green. I can't remember what. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Either, but that team with their talent level mm-hmm. and that experience that they already have as a young team should be better than Washington. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping that Washington now currently has enough to compete with them for that sixth spot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, that sixth spot is the ceiling for them. And right. they're going to have to beat the likes of the 76ers in order to get to that. Exactly. That, that's almost a lot. That's the ceiling. You're right. That's the ceiling. Ceiling is the sixth seed. And that's, um, that's, that's a high ceiling for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Compared to recent years. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see. So I, I think, man, look, I like Russell Westbrook. I think he got a raw deal after KD left in, in particular when we were mm-hmm. still OKC by himself. Yeah. Um, I, I think that this would be good for Bradley Bill potentially mm-hmm. because what he has now, he has a guy who can slash, get him some open shots, mm-hmm. right? And they could both create their own shots, right? Mm-hmm. But I think you, what you, the best ability is availability. Yeah. And that Russell. That's the other thing too, yeah. Brisbane has been available. He's been far more doable than Wall. God bless Wall. But I think that will help Bill take the pressure off of Bill offensively. And plus, just to get some of those assists and some of those recipients, those, those assists that Westbrook likes to dish shots as he's missed a triple-double recent years. So, um, again, I like Washington this year more with Westbrook and Bill. Mm-hmm. Now, as long as they don't mess around and trade away Bill, that's one thing. But I think they're going to probably hold on to Bill now and see how, how the season's going to go for them. Um, as a matter, matter of fact, I will exciting. tell you that they will stick around with Bill. They've already the GM has already announced that they they want Bill to be the centerpiece of this team. Okay. So yeah, I doubt very seriously that they get rid of him now that they've already traded away John Wall. Mm-hmm. Now the thing is, okay, so yeah, that because that was a shortened season. Um, uh, this is what I meant to do. Uh, yeah, let me go pull this up real quick because I okay. want to make sure I got this confirmation. Okay. So yeah, so. All right, um, 32 and 41. That's how many games he's played over the last two seasons. Wow. Actually, two of the last two seasons. Because remember, he didn't play last year. Correct. So he, he's played a combined 73 games mm-hmm. in, in 2017, 2018, and 2019. Right. So, yeah. And, and other than that, I mean, he's <clears> been <throat> rather durable, except for that one year, 2012, 2013, where he played um, 49 games. But other than that, yeah, that's the one thing uh, Westbrook has over him is the fact that he hasn't necessarily had a huge injury that mm-hmm. has kept him out of three seasons, really. Right. Um, and, and hopefully that's something that um, will, be, will be beneficial for the development of the young guys that we currently have here on the roster. Yeah. So we'll see. It's going to be exciting as NBA season. And we're going to talk about some more once because the season's supposed to start in the 22nd, 20 more days. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting as well. I love the, the Christmas lineup. You, you saw the Christmas lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nets will be playing Boston. Too bad. That they, they'll be playing in Brooklyn, right? I don't think they'll be playing in Boston. Either. I think so. Yeah, so it's too bad it won't be in Boston. People won't be jeering Kyrie's name in Boston. <laughs> um, I think the Lakers will be playing. Um, God damn it. I think the Lakers are playing the Bucks or something like that. I, I, someone's playing the Bucks. So, uh, let me just pull it up. Shit. Um, why well, I'm, well, I'm, well, I'm, I'm talking it out here because um, I know they announced the NBA announced the, uh, the schedules and I know um, uh, shit, it's not gonna be too good. 
Probably didn't help. I want to remember this, but what I'm doing now, you heard about the news of Lamelo Ball getting signed for the Pistons, right? I did not. When, wow. Okay. Yeah, so the, the middle child, uh, Shannon Sharp would like to call him the Andre of Empire, uh, <laughs> got signed to a, a one-year contract with the, um, with the Detroit Pistons. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. So, 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 so that's good. So, plus two, again, like we said last week, and we're going to give credit to Olivia and Archie Manning for the Manning boys. Got to give this man LaVar Ball props. Well, not having just two sons go very high in the draft, but having the third play in the NBA. Yeah. That's awesome. That's I don't care who it awesome. is. So yeah. props to him. Props, props to brother man, LeVar Ball. For that. Three for three. Yes. Shooting at a high club. He, he's yeah. spoken to existence, and good for him has happened. I'm, I'm happy for, the, for, 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 for Leangelo. Mm-hmm. He's been playing in the G League for the past couple years, I think. Mm-hmm. He's, worked, he's obviously worked hard. He's putting the work in. Yeah. So good for him. Yeah. Good for him. I wish, wish that young brother, I wish all the ball brothers all, all success. But I pulled I pull up the schedule for the Christmas. Mm-hmm. Finally found it. Like the, the Pelicans will be playing the Heat. Yeah. So Zion, hopefully, if he's healthy, we can see him on Christmas yeah. Day. And I hope he is. He's a good player. He's a good young man, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the War, this is what I'm interested in the Warriors and the Bucks. I knew the Bucks would be playing, but they play the Warriors. So yeah. I would love to have seen the Warriors with a healthy squad. That would have been hell, hella huge. But unfortunately, we all know that uh, Clay Thompson is out with an Achilles, but they still have Steph Curry. They still mm-hmm. have Draymond. Uh-huh. They still have Steve Curry as coach. They still yeah. have uh, Andrew Wiggins with an hour uh-huh. all season to drill with the boys some more. And they still have that draft pick, James Washington, who I think is going to be a really great, good player. And don't they forget about um, Kelly Oubre. Yes. I'm, I'm really intrigued yes. to see how Kelly like Oubre – um, fuses in with this team. Yeah. If if he can come in, he's not going to be Clay Thompson. He no. knows that. But yeah. if he can come in and be viable with this with this team, like this a defense, yeah, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. So that's that. Then of course we mentioned the Celtics and Nets. Mm-hmm. Um, Mavericks. Should be, this is what I think about the Dallas Mavericks. We're playing the Lakers, so we get yeah. to see Luca. And hopefully, uh, 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 Chris Bass Porzingis will be healthy. Yeah. So that'll be a good, that'll be exciting game to watch. And last but not least, the grudge match, Clippers Nuggets. <laughs> speaking of speaking of the Clippers, right quick, right, right, mm-hmm. right quick, very quick. Have you heard about? Um, first of all, have, do you watch or pay attention to um, all the small podcasts on Showtime? I, I, I haven't That's watched cool. it in a minute. No, I. It's haven't. great. You mm-hmm. should do it. You should subscribe to the channel right now on YouTube, the Showtime Sports Channel, mm-hmm. it's worth it. I oh, love that. Oh, it's a great show. It's just that I haven't watched it in a Yeah, it's, it's great. I spend, like, my off t- uh, my hours working in the middle of a project and having that in the background on my earphones, but in my headphones. But, yeah, Matt Barnes, uh, 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 Steven Jackson, Steven Jackson yeah. mm-hmm. love them both. So shout out to um, all, all the small podcasts. But anyway, they had on Paul George. Okay. Recently, they're going to show, I think this is available right, right now on YouTube. Okay. And Paul George gave every excuse in the world of why he fucked up in the playoffs against, wow. particularly against the uh, Nuggets. So it was a good, I didn't, I don't, I didn't see it. I saw, I saw a small clip on, on Twitter, mm-hmm. but he basically blamed uh, former, now former coach, now Philadelphia's head coach, Doc Rivers. He, he, he blamed everything else on, on, on his performance. 
Yeah, I haven't seen the whole thing. He threw the docs on the bus. So I hadn't seen the whole podcast. I always saw a clip of that on on Twitter. I'm gonna check the rest out on uh, out of tonight or tomorrow. But that's any any indication, right? Right? Like right? Quick. The Clippers they have no leadership. So I I just I'm just interested to see how they're gonna look this this coming season. I think they're gonna implode in themselves. I, I am too. That's why when you said that, you know, the grudge match, I was like, mm, well, the, the same parties won't be there, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens because the Clippers still should be um, a quality team. They should. They on paper, they should be the second best team in the West. They they should. Yeah. But my God, they heart is the like low, that paper. Yeah. yeah. You know that that their heart is like that paper. Yeah. yeah. When you're going ahead and blaming the the guy that was no longer there as the reason yeah. why you didn't advance. Yeah. Dude, that's your fault. You're the one playing. He causes a playoff P. That's what gets me. You're not playoff P, man. You're, you're not. You can't call it's, yourself it's, playoff P. It's Skip Bayless who call him. He's, he's George Paul instead of Paul George. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, he, he's, he hasn't – it's crazy. But anyway, the point is, is that I'm looking forward to this Christmas matchups. I'm going to take a look at that, all the small podcasts. Probably talk about more again next week. Mm-hmm. But um, after I fully digest it, but yeah, just just let you know that's out there. But uh, it should be a great in the NBA season. As far as college football goes, we're just recapping right right quick. If they do, if the committee hicks up Ohio State, which I think they probably will, especially if they don't play a full as full if they don't get six games in, that may spell disaster, craziness, chaos for the playoff going forward. And you know, the, with the NFC least, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> it's it's oddly enough that you you brought those two together towards the end <laughs> because I would like to go ahead and call the both of these combined the extension level event because God knows <laughs> whatever happens is going to be a huge mess. Yeah. And once again, God, you know, I, I, I hate the term God forbid because how mm. dare I ask God mm-hmm. to, to not do something? He's going to do His will regardless, right? Mm-hmm. If the NFC divisional winner is capable of winning a playoff game mm-hmm. at six and ten, yeah, oh they'll get a home God. game. They're going to get already, a home game. They're already getting a home game. Yeah, but if they win game. a playoff game at six and ten, yeah, oh my God, crazy! Can you imagine how insane that's going to be? Crazy. Yes. Oh but yeah, yeah, it's going to be yeah. Anyway, all right, man. So we're going to wrap this up. It's been cool, man. Fun as always. We can keep it going oh, next week, brother. B- before we go, yes, I'm surprised yes. that you you didn't do this. Oh, well, two things I'm gonna run through real quick that you probably didn't know about, and one thing that I'm surprised you didn't bring up. Okay. Quick. One, um, former ANT quarterback Lamar Renard. It was just announced today that he has been signed by the Denver Broncos to go out oh, there and 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 be news. part of that staff. Yes, okay. that's fantastic. It's it's been a very long time. Mm-hmm. That an HBCU quarterback has been playing in the NFL. Actually, that that quarterback was uh, was was uh, Tavares Jackson, who we unfortunately lost um, last yeah. year. Right. Um, so so saying. kudos to Lamar. Congratulations to him. Mm-hmm. He's been a great dude. Got a chance to speak to his, his pops a couple of times. Um, fantastic dude, and I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. And also on the HBCU front, um, Lamar, uh, not Lamar. I'm sorry, McCore Maker. Yes, is out. Yes, from Howard. Yes, injury. Yes, with yes. basketball. I'm sad about that. 
As am I, because I was hoping to get an opportunity to watch him play live. I got a chance to watch a little bit of their game yeah. um, a, a last week. Uh, they were part of this um, this tournament that was taking place here in D.C. Um, so I was hoping that that team would go ahead and start to rebound and get it together. Yes, but I was looking forward to that, too. Yeah, you know, they, 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 they're having a hard time of it now, and now he's not playing for the foreseeable future. So it's unfortunate that that happened. Mm -hmm. But, and, oh, of course, yesterday was prime day because yesterday was the first day that Deion Sanders showed up to work at Jackson mm -hmm. State. But the fight this weekend. How did you forget to bring up the fight this weekend? Oh, oh, yes, yes, right quick, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, yes, two of them, two of them. Yes. First of all, let's get to, let's get to Mike Tyson. I'm going to work backwards. Let's get to Mike Tyson and um, Roy Jones Jr. Roy I Jones didn't see Jr., it. Yes. I wasn't about to pay for it, but I relied on Twitter and my fraternity <laughs> brothers and group me to fill me in on that. Uh-huh. Look. Roy Williams, you could Roy, Roy Williams, Roy Jones Jr. You could tell he didn't want to be there. Yeah, you could tell he was out of shape. I mean, he's yeah. in his fifties; you can't really knock him for it. Yeah, but you could tell he's like at the end of the fight. He's like, he's. <laughs> but Tyson, man, Tyson was a new. He was looking. He looked rejuvenated. If he wanted to, I know the the rules. It was a, I don't know if it's a gentleman's agreement, but rules that it's an expert that he could go let any face shots. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. And that's the thing, because <laughs> they actually announced that before the fight started. Yeah. And a lot of people weren't paying attention. Now, I know I was watching it in the Zoom group. I'm not going to say how we got access to the fight, but you don't have watching to. It in the Zoom I almost group. got access to it as well, but go you ahead. Know, and, yeah. and, um, you know, a lot of us were, 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 were talking while, you know, in between the fight and during the mm -hmm. fight, unfortunately, because. We missed a lot of Snoop Dogg's commentary, which I'll get back oh, to. Oh, yeah, yes, we are. Yes, um, yeah. But yeah, they basically said this was going to be like a heavy sparring session. And for anyone to come out and think that it was a, a, a winner was going to come out of that, mm -hmm. really, dude? Yeah, that's why they said it was a draw. That's why they, it was pre it was It was said before, it was a month, they, the, the two guys knew it was going to be a draw. Yes. They knew it was yes. going to be a draw. They just, oh, put yeah. it, just put on the show. But Tyson looks good, man. He does look good, and that's the thing. Like, <laughs> he looks damn if, good. If you're, if you're watching the fight and you uh -huh. know how Mike Tyson fights, mm -hmm. he rarely threw headshots at Roy. That's right. That should have been a sign. If he wasn't throwing any uppercuts at Roy, that should have been a sign that he wasn't looking to win that fight. Right. That should have been a sign. Yeah. But Roy was also out there throwing what Snoop Dogg called skippity paps. <laughs> I thought that to be hilarious. So yeah, he's basically, you know, he's basically hitting them with quick jabs and moving around the ring and trying his best not to get hit by Mike's hardest punches, which right. I don't blame him for. Correct. So, yes, that fight ended up being what, if you were paying attention, it was what it was supposed to be. Yeah. And that's submission. Yeah, when so, he even yes, throw those headshots at Roy Jones, when he easily could have he wanted to. Yes, he. They were right there. They were literally right there for him. There. For yeah, they were right there for him, but he. I mean, to his credit, he honored the agreement, and yes. but he, he just proved one thing. He proved that he was still that dude at fit, age 50, what is it, 54? He's like 54, 55? Yeah, and he's yeah. still that. I wouldn't get in the ring with him. You know what? I'm not getting in the ring with him, and I also say that, you know, he's not necessarily getting in the ring with a guy that's in his 20s or 30s. No, no, but no, no, no. He, for, for someone of his age, to look the way that he looked, yeah. he looked a whole, he looked better in terms of his activity. Yes. I'm not gonna say he's a harder puncher than at that point. Right, right. But based upon his activity, he was he looked better than um um Evander Holyfield, 
mm-hmm. and um, George Foreman in their 40s. Right. And based speak, upon how he looked. And speaking of Evander, he, he, I don't know if you saw this, he came out and said that he was, I don't know if he accused, I don't know if he was playing around, but he accused Mike Tyson of ducking him. <laughs> um, but also, yeah, I know. I think he was, I, I hope to, I didn't see the video. I just hope to God, I just read it in print. I hope the guy who was just kidding around. I hope he but was I'll, I'll say this, cheap. though. Yeah. There was a, a post-fight interview where, you know, um, Mike said that there were a couple of other boxers that they questioned to actually participate, and they said no. And he was oh. saying that it's a possibility that after watching this fight that they may change their minds. But yet he said there were several boxers that, that they asked that ducked him and said no. He wasn't going to say no names because he didn't want to embarrass them and, and right, make right, think right, about it. Yeah. But, you no. know, he said there were some boxers that they said, hey, no, and, do it. and and you know what else? What's that? Speaking of which, other boxers, Lux Lewis has come out and said that he wants to fight. And this is the kicker. Mm-hmm. Buster Douglas, the same Buster Douglas who looked like a Buster after he upset Mike Tyson, he's now coming and say he wants to get in shape and fight Mike Tyson. But that's the first thing he's going to do is get in shape. Yeah. Last time I saw Buster Douglas was on an episode of Family Feud. Oh, and you yeah. know how everyone stands on Family yes. Feud? He was sitting down. Oh, so yeah. How are you boxing? You should just shut the fuck up. <laughs> I ain't go somewhere. You're not, you're not, you're not fighting nobody, dude. Yeah, he's no, not fighting nobody. Maybe fighting the buffet line, but he ain't fighting anybody else. You might be fighting on somebody on PlayStation. That's about it. Yeah, well, speaking of people who have no business fighting, Nate Robinson. He should have. I don't know if we should revoke his black card. Because he claimed he was going to fight not only for athletes out there, but for the culture. Remember he said that? Against, against a YouTuber. He said that. Who's had fighting experience. Yeah. Albeit not major professional experience, but he had fighting experience. Well, you can't t- just come off the street and get in a ring just because you play one sport, or two sports in his case, he played football and basketball. Two sports, and then you can throw hands. It's an art. It is. It's an art. And the guess is they're hitting, you got to keep from getting hit. And that was the problem. Yes. His defense was trash. Yes. Now, I went into this fight thinking that, you know, because of Nate's athleticism, he would be able to come in and win this fight. I had no idea that, that uh, Jake Paul had boxing experience. Mm-hmm. When I saw that his record was 1-0, I chuckled and said, ha, 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 who we fight? Right. But after watching that fight, he landed eight punches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he landed four of them. Three of those punches were knocked downs. Yeah. That fourth was the knockout. Out. Yes. So if half of your punches landed, mm-hmm. put the, put you on the canvas, dude, you don't need to be boxing no more. Get up out of mm-hmm. there. Out of there. But mm-hmm. Jake Paul, uh, uh, you know what? Like I said, I questioned him going into the fight because mm-hmm. at, at the at the weigh-in, he was clowning around. He came out there with a with a Dragon Ball Z Super Saiyan wig on. Yeah. Saying he was gonna go Super Saiyan on Nate. And, and, and hope that Nate's kids didn't watch the fight. And mm. now I'm with him. I hope they didn't because... Yeah. <laughs> that's traumatic. Nate, Nate went night-night. Yeah. And, and that's problematic. But, you know, I, 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 I looked on social media and saw clips of, of Jake sparring. He's legit. He's legit against the sparring guys. Yeah. So yeah, if he, he continues legit. to fight guys on yeah. that level, yeah. he's going to win. But this dude went out there and said he wanted to fight Conor McGregor. Now, McGregor, of course, we already know he's not necessarily a great boxer. But the thing is, it'll be interesting, in my opinion, to see if this actually happens. And Mike Tyson. Do you really want to see it, though? But Mike Tyson says the same. 
he, he actually said, you know, if it wasn't for Jake and, and Nate, they probably wouldn't have got the views that they got because everybody wanted to see Jake get knocked out. It's like, okay, I want to see Mike and, and Roy fight, mm -hmm. but I want to see Jake get knocked out too because he's very mouthy. Right. And, and, and he came out there and he competed and, and, and won. So if that's the, it continues to be the case, and, and now with the attraction that that fight has drawn, it might be a thing. It yeah. might be a thing. I suppose. So, I mean, yeah, I guess. And, and, and we, <laughs> I just don't want to see it. Now, now, <laughs> now, now, Connor lasted nine rounds against a real heavyweight exactly. against a real champion. Right, right. But the thing is, it's going to be very interesting to see whether or not Connor can defend himself or fight like, in a situation against this dude. Because yeah. um, I'm not going to say he's championship caliber in his weight class, mm -hmm. but he's at least a legit boxer. I'll give yeah. him that. He's yeah. that. Yeah. And, and that's a, a huge surprise. But once again, Snoop Dogg, if anyone else is watching, any network is watching. Hire him. Hire, hire him. Hire him today. Hire him. Hire him to call games. My favorite, hire him. My favorite quote of, of Saturday night was, Grandma, they out there fighting again. <laughs> when he said that, I cried. Man, how about we said that, 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 that holy, that, that holy field, that, Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. remind him of two uncles out of family. Yes, <laughs> that was the quote after the yeah, uncle thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The grandma out there fighting again. I was like, oh, Lord, this is hilarious. But yeah, that's exactly what Oh, Lord, when Nate Robinson got knocked down. Well, before he, when he got knocked down the first time, he said, he started singing those Nickel spirituals. Oh, yes. Lord. Man, when he started singing those Nickel But see, that's the thing. When he got knocked down the first time, I really legit thought that Nate tripped. Yeah. But it got him in the back of the head. Yeah, but Snoop yeah. pointed out the place where he got hit behind his ear. Because yeah. it wasn't necessarily flush in the back of the head. Right, it was right. behind the back of the ear where it's yeah. legal. It's a pressure point. Yeah. And Snoop was like, hey, that's one of them pressure points. You get, get you keep getting tagged back there. You going night-night. Yeah. And that's what he knocked him out with. Yeah. So, once again, Snoop, Snoop and his knowledge. And it yeah. appeared as though that Snoop was the only person smoking weed that night. Because Mike said that he smoked before the fight. <laughs> Oh. And you know what else? When 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 Nate Robinson went went night night, Snoop was like, "Oh Lord, <laughs> call the ambulance!" <laughs> Hire him, ESPN. I know. Hey, who gives a damn about the cussing filters? Hire him. Hire Fox him. Sports. You you the trendsetters. You the outside thinkers. Hire, Hire him. him. Put him. Okay. Pair him with with um with with Gus Johnson. Those two, can you imagine him and Gus Johnson calling a football game or a, a basketball game? Dude, can you imagine those two? Gus Johnson be going, whoa, whoa. It will be, the, <laughs> it will be the most organized hood game I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I'll say this. I've seen some hood commentary yeah. at sporting events. Well, I'm like, Lord, do get him off the mic. But you get these two on the mic? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you'll actually get some clean play-by-play, um, -play, yeah. and then you'll get some dynamic you get some, color you, from the both of them. Yeah, yeah, you get some hood commentary from yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would, Remember from Gus Johnson, too. He's been known it. for yeah, that. Yeah, I would love it. I would yeah, love yeah. it. But, but, but I mean, yeah, I had to bring that and up. And one last thing, though, before we close this show, mm -hmm. was about the Snoop. Just thinking Snoop Space. Shout out to Snoop, though, by the way. I don't know if you saw a clip. This is from maybe last year. Mm -hmm. Oh, a year and a half ago, he was he was a guest. He was he was calling the um, 
the Kings. He was invited to, to call a Kings, a Los Angeles Kings game, hockey. Oh, okay, okay. And they had him in there for like a good few five or so minutes. Dude was hilarious. Yeah. It was like when the dude got checked against the boys, like, "Dumb, do you like that nephew? <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, <laughs> hire him." Hire, hire him. him. Hire Snoop Dogg. Hashtag hire Snoop Dogg. Hire. And him. on that, we're going to close this show, man. Yes. Hey, thank y'all for tuning into this podcast. Please check out my man Dwayne Nash on the yard slash APCU Sports, where he talks about all things APCU Sports. You see the website on the background, as well as Sleazy Ray, which you also see on the background every Tuesday night on Facebook Live, HeroSports.com for his commentary, as well as all things FCS, HBCU related sports. As for me, check out uh, the, the net, my sports blog. Uh, subscribe to my channel on YouTube and subscribe via iTunes as well. And last but not least, merch, merch alert. Get the merch. Get the merch. Cafe Sports, Cafe Press Sports.com, Bashlax, the Clown Times Sports. And please be careful out there. If yeah. you're outside, wear a mask. Otherwise, stay your ass at home. And last but not least, peace out. Peace.